back everyone to another episode of Don't Be So Dramatic. My name is Rachel and this is the podcast where I talk to different people in the entertainment industry to discover what their job involves and how they got there. So for this week's episode, I have with me Rowan Chapman, who is the creator of a new website being launched called The Long Haul. Now, I am really excited for this website because I have viewed it already and it is being launched this coming Wednesday, the 30th of October. The Long Haul is basically a resource for actors who are coming up in the industry, who have just finished drama school and they're like, what do I do with my life? Well... This resource is going to tell you the different steps that you can take in the Australian industry in order to get to where you want to be. And the great thing about the resource is it's not just for these actors who are starting out. It is also for actors who are in the industry, they are in the trenches doing it and need to be reminded of the basics of what being an actor is all about essentially it has some fantastic interviews some fantastic quotes um, some really great resources on mental health and well-being and health in general i i just like i so much enjoyed looking at this website so that's why i had rowan on so i hope you enjoy this episode chatting to him what the um, website entails there is going to be a launch at the hub studio for the website this coming wednesday at 1 p.m so i'll put the info in the um the bottom of this episode because anyone is welcome to come along i will be there so come and say hi <laughs> okay so without further ado let's jump in so hello rowan how hi, are Rach. you doing let's pretend that we have been talking already about gardening and everything else for like 20 already, minutes i'm gonna have to i'm gonna like re-listen to that and just have to be like oh probably don't keep that in the podcast <laughs> episode <laughs> yeah that's fine that's i mean like i'm sure that we have a lot of listeners who are into that as well so we might actually i have no doubt yeah and look, heck we can come back with, with, with a further podcast and an additional podcast starts because of this oh exact podcast exactly they'll happens be like in this room, they're into gardening and it's a gardening podcast let's jump on board we could start no <laughs> i was gonna say we could start a gardening podcast by just like should stop adding things to my plate Become, at this point in time well this is very true but yeah we, we, rach this is a possibility i'm putting on the table right now we could be we could be the joe rogan's <laughs> Of gardening, of the plant world. (laughs) No, people go. Who was Burke and that backyard guy? And who was that guy with the fuzzy hair and Vince Collin? What was his? Whatever his name is, the guy on ABC. These are the guys. These are the guys. They're the makers and the shakers. Yeah, but and then we'll be we'll be on par with them. I guess. Heck yes, and we will be on every photo wall. Oh my god! Every photo wall. Every photo wall to do with gardening and podcasts, which I'm sure that there are a lot of. I've just pictured us on like the Better Homes and Gardens red carpet. So. Oh my goodness! (laughs) I'm there. Not showing my age at all, am I? I'm gonna go back. I'll go back to my cup of tea now and have a little snooze whilst you ask the question. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, so so we'll actually jump into what this episode is about. Which is not gardening. Which is surprisingly not gardening, but it could be. Coming up next. No, I'm kidding. Um, so you have created this fabulous website called The Long Haul. 
which is a new website being launched this coming week on Wednesday. What's the date on Wednesday? The, the 30th. The 30th. Lovely. Um, so it is being launched on the 30th. Um, now, I could explain what the website is, but I'm sure it's far more interesting if you explain what it is. So and there's the hand pump back to Yeah, <laughs> that's right. This is this amazing resource and Rowan's going to tell you all about it. No, that's fair. That's what I'm here for. No, in short, um, what it is, it is an online resource which is dedicated to um, improving the mental health and career longevity of actors, and specifically the most vulnerable ones among mm-hmm. our community, which are grads, people who have just come out of schools or are just starting out in the profession. Yeah. That's that's the log line I can give that's you. That's the log line. Great. Um, now, I have seen the website. Yes, so. advanced <laughs> access. Um, and so basically the website kind of contains a lot of Essentially, like, would we call them blogs or articles? It, yeah, of? yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want people to think that it's a blog, though. It re- though it reads because it is WordPress based. Yeah. It would read like a blog if you had no idea what it was. Yes, but it's not updated or anything in the sense that there's regular posts happening all the time. All yes. the content is vetted by the appropriate industry professionals once a year, so we can remain sort of up to scratch and sort of you know make sure we're current mm-hmm. with the current industry trends and mental yes. health research but uh it's separated into three sections first one's called arriving there beginning the long haul mm-hmm. and that's like your immediate challenges surrounding sort of that transition from student to professional when you're sort of around showcase time you're freaking out you're, you know oh my goodness the the bubble wrap is starting to fall away. What am I going to do once feel, all this, these frameworks yeah. that have been surrounding me for so many years are gone? Then that goes into section two, which is um, um, being there, living the long haul. And that is about the initiation and going about of key habits, proactive habits that mm. you need to start the moment you leave drama school. Uh, as well as a lot of the sort of like the basic stuff where you're starting to talk sort of about agents and casting directors, industry etiquette, how to be a pro basically, you know, how to be a pro and treat other people like a pro. Mm. So you don't get, well, don't, I had a wonderful um, quote from Damien Garvey, who I'm sure will not mind going on the record for this. He says, don't shoot yourself in the foot by being what I call a wanker. <laughs> and it's true. I it's love a log that. line that I live by. Yes. Totally. I, I completely agree with that. And then we've got section three, which is the biggest part of the entire resource. It makes up the majority of the content that is available there on that domain. Um, and it's all mental health and it's wellness and it's dealing with nutrition. It's dealing with a black dog. It is dealing with bitterness and cynicism and the big questions, you know, LA or not LA, <laughs> all that kind of stuff that tends um, to crop up. And it's a, it's a whopper of a section, but it's a direct response to a lot of the results that came out of the Actors' Wellbeing Study around 2015, mm. where we basically just got hard evidence rather than the stories of the tribe that said, we are more susceptible to substance abuse. Mm. Here's the evidence. We are more susceptible to bitterness and cynicism and anger and depression and burnout more than most industries. We've known it for years, anecdotally. Yes. But then they did it, you know, they did this study and just went plonk, there's the element. There's the, there's the evidence right there. Yeah. Well, yeah, what I really liked about the site was that it kind of 
like put pen to paper in the way of what I had in my head and kind of knew like, oh, you know, this would, this would kind of be the way that that would work or that kind of thing. Mm. And then when I read it, I went, oh, thank God. (laughs) Thank God that this is out there now. And I'm so excited for the young actors in the industry. I like, I, I just so hope that, um, the young actors coming up in the industry are able to take the time to go through this website because I think it is so important. And on that part of um, part three, section three, sorry, mm-hmm. yeah, good, not good. part three um, of the website um, about mental health and that I had um, a good hard look at that section. Um, and basically it was just even the sex, sex, <laughs> even the sex, even the sex, was sex in and there. revenge. Every play that's ever sex been written. Sex is not on the website. That's my a drama teacher would be different. very impressed with you right now. But it's all part of it. It's all part of it. <laughs> uh, I run a podcast, but I stop <laughs> my words all the time. <laughs> I am a professional. Totally. Um, <laughs> we all are. It's fun to pretend, isn't it? <laughs> This section on nutrition is what I was trying to say. Um, I just, I love, be- okay, because in in the industry, I think right now we're in a very interesting time, especially as a female, but I think also mm. as a male, it is so relevant where we are kind of pushing back on the mentality of if you're on screen, you have to look a certain way. Ah, so you're going into body image here as well. Body image as well. And so what I really loved about your nutrition section was basically informing the reader about how nutrition is important to fuel your body, to have the energy to make the pursuits that you want. Because following a dream in acting or the entertainment industry is hard. And we keep saying that it is hard. It is hard, but it is so hard. And something that I have realized in the past few years that my nutrition, sleep and exercise, which are all on the website. Yes. Big three. It's the big three. They are like imperative Mm. to my success. And I, I place so much importance on them now because right. I cannot do a podcast, make films, make skits online and also work a part-time job if those things totally. are not like intact, you know. So if I'm like eating shitty food and yeah. not exercising and not looking after my mental health, I'm going to be a shell of a human and no one's going to want to work with me. Damn straight. You know? And like it's, it's not as if you're working a nine to five. No. You were dealing with unsurety. And you're dealing with, you know, you like your inner critic, which is there all the time for mm-hmm. all us artist types. It's just there. And sometimes that voice gets loud. And you owe it to yourself to give yourself the best springboard possible mm. to do creative work. And I, I bang on about it like an idiot when we get to those sections <laughs> in the site. I'm like, people have, I say actors, why you no listen? Why? <laughs> Harold the bloody giraffe from the health education van, which you hopefully had at your school, and like your teachers and your drama teachers and all your mates and all the ones who do the meal prep and all those crazy nutrition nutters, they've been saying it for years. You need to sleep. You need to have good sleep hygiene. Sleep mm-hmm. sleep hygiene is so important. You need to be have a fit body, a body that just works. Mm-hmm. Allow your body to work so you can be an artist. How on earth... Do you expect to tell the tales of the tribe if you are just, as you said, a shell? 
My goodness. And then all this wonderful, wonderful research that's coming around, sort of the gut being like the second brain. I love talking about the gut. Fabulous. I I can't quote you the resource off the top of the head, Doctor. I cannot remember her name, but the book is fabulous and we've acknowledged it in the resources section of the site. It's absolutely fabulous. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, no, it's true. The gut is, is... affects more than we ever thought. Yeah. And so we are chronic for it. Actors are renowned for those three things, as in like really poor habits yeah. in all three of those areas. Well, I think we kind of romanticise the idea of being like this troubled artist. You oh, know? yes, absolutely. in Hollywood, there are so many stories of like this actor was you know, a binge drinker and mm. was just doing all of these drugs, but look at the art that they made and oh, how yeah. good an so, actor they yeah. were. So, so that attitude but is no junk, no soul. Exactly. Oh, well, I'm calling bullshit on that. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you can take that because that, my friends, is not maintainable. No. Those people do not stick around for reasons that are either mental health related or just pure burnout related. They just cannot keep doing. Those lifestyles cannot keep going. And sure, you might get the old one, like, you know, the bloke um, that... um. Um, whatever, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, that journalist, part of that that mm-hmm. journalism movie. You could be that guy who survives for a bit and he does a million drugs or you can be the dude who um, Wolf of Wall Street was based on and you can do a million drugs and go around and do you know, motiv- motivational talks. They are a rarity, such a rarity. The only reason that they're surviving to tell that story is because they've stopped. Mm. If you want to be in here for the long haul without sounding really trite, you need to be around. You need to stay. To stay is to give yourself the best possible chance. There is no right or wrong way to climb this mountain because we're all climbing it. But you owe it to yourself to do it as carefully and as joyfully as possible. Mm. And we're all going to be there with you too. It's true. We're all in the same thing. It's kind of like when we're all in it, we, kind of, we don't see that everyone is mm. literally standing there with you kind mm. of you seem like you think that you're in a race with mm. everyone mm. and that you're, you know, trying to yes. just do it on your yes. own. But Absolutely. It's, not, it's not a reality. One of the quotes that I, it totally isn't. It's mm. a falsehood. It is, it is a giant smoke screen that's partially put up by yourself and partially by other people. Yes. And yeah. it, it obscures the reality of the situation. One of the, one of the greatest quotes that I got, I can't, uh, it was a casting director. Once again, I haven't actually attributed specific names to the quotes and the anecdotes that I use in the resource, but it was, I remember this person specifically saying, give compliments whenever you can because no one is doing it easy in this industry. Mm. This industry is absolutely stuffed and it is geared to make you quit. Mm. So give compliments when you can. Absolutely. No I, one's doing it easy. I, I 100% agree. At whatever agree. level. Yeah. I mean, just look at the show that's just happened. Like um, uh, Ben Steele's The Show Must Go On. Mm. Brilliant. Talk mm-hmm. about timing. I mean, I'm, I couldn't have timed the release of this resource <laughs> any better if I tried. Yeah. But look at Sam Neill. Everyone goes, Sam Neill? Sam Neill? You're kidding me. He's got... Everything he could possibly want. He's shooting this new thing in New York. He's just done this in Australia. He's just got the Equity Award for this. Man, look at him opening himself up and making himself... Wow. Wow. That's just... It's its a smokescreen. No one's doing it easy. It's like... Oh, this is, this is so relevant to my life right now as well. Because... And like... I, I, I feel like on this podcast, I try and be so honest because and just like say things that are just going to make me sound like, you know, I I am not as 
amazing as everyone thinks I am. Like I get, I do mm. get a lot of people and like even you were like, oh my God, like you, you do this podcast and it's amazing. But mm. like, I, yes, I do this podcast and yes, I make films and stuff and everyone's like, oh my God, you had this person in your film and whatnot. But do you know what? Like right at this moment in time, like I've just gone through a breakup with my long-term partner where I had to move out of my apartment and I'm living at my parents' house in the camper van out in their backyard. But I'm still doing this podcast and I'm still making those films. You know, so you just don't know what is going on in people's lives. And I think this resource is actually going to pull the curtain away from that oh, and I say, so. I really, oh, I actually really do know so. what everyone yeah. else is going through because it's all here. Yeah. And like, you know? and, and there's so many anecdotes and so many quotes and you're talking about, you know, doing stuff that you don't feel comfortable doing. Oh my yeah. goodness, this person was in your film and like, like, you know, one of the things that I really struggled with initially when I finished this thing, I'm like, oh, done. Oh my goodness. Now I need people to commend this because no one's going to listen to me. Mm. I've written the whole thing under a pseudonym because I believe I've just acted as a conduit for the stories of the tribe. I've just collated it and told it in a way that I thought was best and interesting. That's all I've done. But the reason why I'm bringing that up mm. is that meant that I had to go and do what I was really uncomfortable doing and get people to commend the resource which can all get a bit wanky and self-promotey and all that kind of stuff. And I've had to do the Insta thing and the Facebook thing. It's all part of it. I'm just trying to play the game. At the end of the day, I just want people to use it. But yeah. the reason what, where this is going is that a really strong theme in the commendations and the feedback of the figureheads of this industry that I was seeking out for these commendations was it makes you feel like you're not alone. Yeah. And I went, like the people who I was getting these commendations from I'm like, how, how could, how could, how, you must be like, you are, you are up there in what I would call the most successful echelon of the industry mm. by my personal standard. And yet you feel alone, like you're a, an anomaly. And we all know that our, no one's path is the same when it comes to this career, especially this career. But I really, really hope. If there's nothing else this, this, this resource does, it makes you feel like you're one of a community that cares mm. and that you're owed a duty of care mm. by those people. We are not in competition, even though it feels like we are. The only way that we can flourish personally and as a community is if we treat each other like we would want to be treated. Mm. The healthiest societies in the world, this is research-backed, are the ones that are most socially connected. Yeah, It's inarguable. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's just a lot to process what I we know. just said. And I've just said like 15 <laughs> things and you're going, maybe. No, 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 that's question. okay. Um, what, what I think about writing the website under someone that is not you, I completely <laughs> understand why you've done that. My mentality is always that I think everyone has something to say in the industry and I think that everyone is as important as everyone else and it's just like you like you made this website someone else didn't make that website you're not copying what someone else has done and being like maybe I could do that too you started Mm. this from nothing yeah which is so commendable and yeah I just like I I am like 
100% encouraging you in this like I like it is it, it is amazing that you've done this website it's so helpful to people starting out in the industry to me who is in the industry to to anyone and I think that it, it's yeah it's very commendable that you've you've gone and done this it's really lovely of you right thank yeah, you that's okay I mean at the very start of things I my initial goal was like oh yeah it's gonna be for all actors gonna be for all actors in Australia mm-hmm. and everyone's gonna benefit from this because of this 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 and then like a year in I was like wow chappy well it's a little bit presumptuous of you isn't it to <laughs> assume that you're going to be telling these people who've been in this industry for like 15 years anyway stuff that they've already found out for themselves through the school of hard knocks mm. you know so what I tr- what I did is kind of reevaluated very quickly sort of my target audience yeah. And geared it more so, as you can especially see with sections one and section two, yeah. towards the younger grads, the people who are the most vulnerable, the people who are coming into the industry for the first time. Mm. But I do hope, as you've already said, that section three, the big chunk, is going to be used by a whole variety of experiences. Yeah. Well, I just think it's no matter what stage you're at in the industry, it's always good to kind of remind yourself because you you your brain is going a million miles an hour trying to work out so many different things with your career. So to remind yourself of the basics is always important and to go back and just be like, totally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the thing I've got to remember about that kind Definitely. of thing. Definitely. I know? think, so. I think that is there too. That was mm-hmm. a theme with, um, with the feedback that I got too. Cause obviously once the, once the resource was completed, I had a, a lot of further vetting the resource was already vetted by like over 150 industry professionals of varying different um uh, sort of from different ethnicities different religions different um parts of the industry industry roles like it was really diverse mm. so they vetted that content as i made it but then then it was all vetted again at the end when we actually had it in, in like a website format so people talked about layout and stuff like that yes. and when we got to that yeah. it was interesting that when we got to that point the layout sort of you know feedback point of things People who were really experienced in the industry were coming back with that exact kind of feedback saying, oh mm. my goodness, touching base on the stuff that I started with, which I've since forgotten. I didn't expect that to happen at all. Mm. I hope it keeps happening. I hope it's not just an anomaly, but I think that's a really nice little, well, maybe it's not a byproduct. Maybe it's a, a genuine thing that's there for people to use. I don't know, but yeah. that's kind of cool that you've mentioned that. Yeah, well, I think it's nice for you that you, like, obviously um, researched, like, what you kind of wanted to do with the website. And then it also, like, has um, done other things as well. And you go, oh, oh, because then that makes your journey with the whole thing interesting mm. as well. You can learn, oh, that's that's why that. And, you know, that's that kind of mm. thing. It, it teaches you from what you've done as well, which is important, I think. Definitely. I think you can do it like that, like all sequentially and see what connects to what. Mm. But the way it's also been designed is that you can do it in chunks, non-sequentially. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where you start clicking around, Mm -hmm. there'll be a reference to something else in this section. That was me. Or we talked about that. (laughs) And that's fine. Just clicking around. (laughs) But but you see how I had to um, accommodate different mindsets. Yes. Some people like to read things like a book. Yes. And just go right through from the top. Yeah. And some people like the option of going, yeah, I want to skip around to chapter 10 before I do chapter 7. Yeah. And both of those are fine, but I needed to accommodate both of those and I didn't want to gamble losing one of them. So hopefully I've Mm. done it in a way... I mean, I, I explain all of this in the how to use the site 
part of the resource. Mm. Um, but you know, there's this, there should be something there for everyone in terms of how it's structured, how yes. you can read it. And for those who do the TLDR too long, didn't read thing. I have these little things, which I call long haul lifesavers, which are like little bullet points mm. at the end of all major sections and subsections. So if you're one of those people who's like, okay, just give me some quick that I can remember for the day yeah. or reflect on for the day. Those are those points that are, you know, those are the kind of people I'm trying to accommodate with those kind of points. So we're accommodating people who want digest size points, mm. people who want something that can read like a book mm-hmm. and people who just like taking a bit and a bit and a bit and a bit. Mm-hmm. And I really hope we've done that. I but I guess, we we'll f- I guess we'll find out. Yeah. It's good. It's good so far. Rach is on board. I've said it's good. So that's all that matters. <laughs> end of interview and we'll see you next week Um, I want to talk about the process of what you went through in terms of creating this website Um, when you decided that this was something that you wanted to do was it kind of uh, going to the basics of like what kind of writing out what do I want it to be or were you kind of just writing out thoughts about the articles, all those sorts of things. Like, I want to I wanna know what you did. My goodness, that's a hell of a question. <laughs> oh, I think the genesis of the, the entire creation process started when in probably about halfway through third year of my th- three-year acting degree at QUT, I went, hang on, this happy little sort of, you know, insulated world of knowing exactly where to be and exactly what to do and that I'm going to have a play to do next month. That's not going to be there for very much longer. Mm-hmm. And the bubble wrap's going to come away and I'm going to be in the big bad biz. Wow. I need to get a, like a bit of a heads up on what to do. So mm-hmm. being a, a, a reader, I went straight to the QT library, straight to the right section. And there was about four to wait books on sort of career sort of basic point acty type stuff okay so it was specific to actors yeah that yes and no okay but unfortunately most of that was actually u.s centric la specific and the stuff that was left over, there was actually a brilliant book that was in there. And I can't remember the name of it. It was quite thick and really well to put together resource, but it was out of date. And the stuff that was in it, it just was it was it was redundant now. Mm. It was just too old. And I think in its time, it would have it, once again, I can't remember it. This is like four or five years ago now, longer. Mm. Um, but it it was just it wasn't to do with Australia. It wasn't current. It wasn't following industry trends. I'm like, there is a real niche that needs to be filled here. Mm-hmm. And then the options for the Jennifer Blocksage Award, Memorial Award um, yes. scholarship came up and I went, ah, throw my hat in the ring. Here's this, have this for an idea. Mm-hmm. An online resource that deals with this kind of stuff pretty much as you have it now. And then I got it. I went, oh, oh my I got it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was all great, you know. I, as I say, um, you know, I, actually, no, I don't say it in the resource. I'm going to, I'm getting my resources and speech for the launch confused. Okay. But I was, I was coming back from the... Um, yeah, coming back from the launch, this is a long way of telling you how I created the damn thing, but yeah, it's, it's always fun with a story, right? Yes. So I'm coming coming back from the launch and I'm thinking about all the really important things in the world, in the car on the way home, like as you do, like, you know, like why does Brisbane have so many damn tunnels that don't work? <laughs> and why are the strawberries at Aldi always so shit and they're always fine at Woolworths? What is the problem? What are they doing wrong? I'm thinking about all this kind of stuff. And then I think, wow, 
reality has begun to sink back in delightfully. Mm-hmm. I got this resource. I got it. Mm-hmm. Pause. Two, three. <gasps> I got it. And that thought happened. And so it started using the money from that resource to actually, sorry, using the money from the scholarship to sort of, you know, start looking at resources that were predominantly US-based mm. and start doing what I would call trawling through for gold. Yes. And I would take out points. Sometimes I'd write them verbatim mm-hmm. as a note in a, in a giant work document. Sometimes I would just write it as a, sort of like a paraphrase. Sometimes I would have an interview with someone who I used frequently as a trusted industry mentor who was an Australian. Sometimes I would organise a meeting with an agent who was Australian or a producer or a casting director and then it sort of sprouted from there. So basically what I did is I trawled through for what I called the gold and then I went and started talking to even more people and even more representatives and industry roles and got them to have a look at the content that I already had and go, yep, that rings true or nah, and this is why. Mm-hmm. So it was like uh, the, the old triple filter thing. Yeah. So by the time we got to the end of that, we had sifted like the gold from the gold. Yes. And ended up with something that I hope is pretty solid and can stand on its own two legs. I think so. Took a long time. Definitely. But, but I, mostly I think that's because of two sons happening in the mix. So, oh my God. So that was, that life, was, right? Yeah, life happens as well. Life does happen. Which, which you don't take into account when you're writing the application for a scholarship. Just let me tell you. <laughs> I don't think you love take them into to account. Bits. I love my sons to bits, but my goodness, they are a handful. Yeah. Could they just not, you know, finally be competent enough to look after themselves? Already? A three and one. Um, if we can just get one to play Duplo and the other one to play with the Thomas Trains without trying to kill each other, that's a pretty Success. good level of competency for that particular day. Oh, yes. man. I've um, just seen so many people with kids lately and they've turned to me and gone, do you have kids? And I've said no. And they go, oh, damn it. I was going to ask for some advice on how to handle them. <laughs> it's like, I think you just give them to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. That is part of it. God yeah. bless grandparents. But like, it's this, like, it's like trying to explain high school to a kindergartner. There's no frame of reference to explain it. There's no real framework to try and get some common ground for someone who hasn't done it it's there is nothing that prepares you for the level of sacrifice of kids and the level of give and take but you wouldn't have it any other way like they could do anything to you in the day but when when cammy curls his head into me at night just before prayers and he just tucks it into my little arm he just puts his little arm around me and he pats my shoulder in time to what i sing to him it doesn't it like he could have ripped the door off the car (laughs) And I wouldn't have cared. So it's just there's nothing like it. There yeah. is nothing like parenting. It's the most single, most humbling, challenging, chaotic, and amazing journey. So I would commend it to anyone who wants to be a parent. Oh, if you would like to be a parent. That is not an obligation. But that's my little soapbox moment for parenting. And speaking of parenting, yes. Yes. this resource would have taken eight years to get out if it hadn't been for my incredible wife who would just give me those days which we just called the long haul days when she would say okay off you go yeah do your thing i'll hold the fort and i would just smash out one particular section and then call people interview people head to this get this edited do this interview whatever yeah and my goodness it's so she has been incredible it's incredible it's so important 
for like people in our industry, I think to have partners that are either, I, I guess that's why we date so much in the industries because hmm. those other people wholeheartedly understand <laughs> what it is you're trying to do and they go, yeah. I got you. I know, or you need to have someone who wholeheartedly understands it, but isn't in the industry and goes, I know what you're doing, go and do it. Because if there is someone who is, you know, you're with and they're, you know, they're, they're kind of like, oh, like I, I love what you're doing, but I also Mm. like would love to us to have this life. And you go, Mm. well, like. I, it is. So it tough, kind of it? doesn't fit the mold. Like I could, I can definitely, I can try and do that, but I'm it also so trying tough. to do this, it is so and it, that makes it tough. And I think um, that's that's just one of the things that you navigate in this industry is the romance in life as well. We've we've touched on that. We we have, we have actually I, I've touched on that in the resource in terms of like the company that you choose to keep. There's a section where I talk about mates. And oh, things okay. like that, but you can certainly extend that to to partners. Yeah, absolutely, you you could. Um, and it's as you said, it is so tough. My industry mentors are a lovely pair of um, actors called Liz and Andrew Buchanan, who do a lot of work at Queensland Theatre as well as a whole other different bunch of places. They mm. do the whole shebang. They do the film. They do the TV. And I've always looked up to them even before prior to auditioning for drama schools. And the amount of time I've asked them questions about how they do this and how they do that, you know, sometimes they can give me a nice articulate answer, but the majority of the ones, the really curly ones, have said, it's just so tough. It is so tough. And the reason why I look up to them is because they have managed to maintain this incredible marriage and have kids, mm-hmm. and they're both actors. Mm-hmm. How many people do you know who can do that? Because as far as the industry is concerned, what you're told and what you experience is kids yeah it's probably not going to happen mm. partners as in lifelong partners uh, yeah go through a couple of divorces yeah maybe you might find a partner like it's i'm trying to prove along with a lot of other people out there that it is possible not just with this resource but also living out my own advice that you can do it you really can it's mm. it's, it's i think it's a falsehood that sort of allows us to write off a part of life which is really tough but also ultimately really rewarding um and yeah i guess i can't soapbox that too heavily enough but well um, i like i 100 percent believe you can have anything you want but you have to believe that you are worthy enough of having that and you have oh my goodness, to yes. be- believe that learning along the way is imperative to that so non-negotiable non-negotiable i have a quote in that resource from james earl jones saying it was i used it at the start of my sort of sort of you know continued learning section mm. um basically saying i'm a troubadour and i have to work for my for my money mm-hmm. it was to the effect of that wasn't the actual quote but yeah he literally he did i do remember him saying word for word i'm a troubadour and i need to keep training mm-hmm. and yes you do yes you, you do, do. And just for the, for the record as well, with, with, with families and sort of industry and stuff like that, it's a double-edged sword when you have a partner who's in the industry because, yes, totally, they get it. They get it. They're on the weird factor. They're on the weird scale. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's like there's conflicts of interest and there's that sort of, you know, the if you understand an artist, you can criticise an artist mm-hmm. as well. I mean, that being said, it doesn't stop the critics, does it? <laughs> nothing about it. I'm happy to go to town anyway. Um, but... My wife is an early childhood teacher mm-hmm. 
And I'm personally very thankful that she is not an artist because in terms of the way that it's mm. worked for me, without being under-eloquent, it gets my head out of my ass. Yeah. I mentioned in this resource a particular time when I was in second year doing Chekhov and, the, you know, we, we're doing um, um, Three Sisters. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and... Um, that's, a, that's a uni favourite, isn't oh, it? Oh, <laughs> isn't it? Just amount of subtext. Let's give it to 18-year-olds to do. I'm sure oh, they'll yes. nail it. And yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll understand it. My goodness, it was harrowing. It was so harrowing. I'm still going through the therapy. In all, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, yeah. we, were do, we were doing this... And there's this scene where, you know, Vashinan kicks down the door. And there's all this subtext going on because, you know, Chekhov is all just subtext, subtext, subtext. And no matter what I did, I couldn't do what the director wanted. I couldn't do what, my, you know, my drama teacher, my vocal teachers were telling me to do. And I was getting really frustrated with myself. I was getting angsty and arty. And I'd come home and I was like, I just, just Rowan, I just... What is wrong with you? You just can't get the subtext. What is what is wrong with you? You're like you know, you know, you're in your second year and you and you can't even understand Chekhov. You know, you've been you've been you've been acting for a whole two years. What is wrong with you? I'm getting all angsty. Wife comes home. She's like, "How's your day, darling?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, well, let me tell you." And then said everything that I've just told you. Yeah. And she goes, "Okay." Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I get it. You know, look. Um, actually, yeah, sort of at um at the uh, the childcare slash kindergarten that I was working at today, filling in for someone. Um, we had a parent who thought it'd be a really good idea to fill their constipated child. The child's been constipated for two weeks. They thought that would be a really good idea to fill him full. Two of, weeks. Yeah, two weeks. This child's <laughs> been constipated, and the parent thought it'd be really a really good idea to fill him full of laxatives and leave him on the doorstep at five a.m. So. And apart from cleaning up all the urine all over the floor and uh, trying to get someone to not touch someone else's genitals, um, I've had a, had a pretty good day actually. Um, so um, did you have any spews at uh, uni today as well? And I was like, yep, yep, yep. message received. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So it's good to come home and kind of leave the world. It's good to have For someone sure. who's not just in your corner but can go, hey, hey, guess what? Stop being a wanker. Yes, 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 exactly. Stop being a toss pot. This is not, and we re- need to remind ourselves, and I've mentioned it in here in the resource as well, this is not brain surgery. No one's going to die if we do a bad scene no. at our scene study cast. No one is like, so no one's life is going to be irrevocably ruined if we don't nail this particular show at this pathetic company. Like, And most failures in terms of like critical failures, if you do I would absolute clanger. Mm. 14, 18 months, no one's going to give us stuff. Mm. It's just time. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, the idea that if you if you fail at one thing, your whole career is ruined is just untrue. Oh, but it's a God, truth yeah. that we definitely all feed into a lot of the time. You know, it's, it's that just inner critic like, though, isn't it? It's the inner critic. It is. Which but is very loud in an artist. Very yeah. loud. Well, do you know what's the exciting thing is just failing so much that it becomes something you don't care about yeah there is something to be said um, for them yeah and i think putting content out into the world whether that be through doing scenes or a podcast or whatever it is that making films and especially growing herbs in pots growing herbs in pots failure is important (laughs) but it is like failure is such a scary thing until you do it and then you go and do something else and mm. you're like, I'm so scared of failing. Oh, but wait, I failed at that last thing mm. and literally nothing happened. Yeah, that's right. It's amazing what where our brains can take us through six degrees of separation. Once again, yeah. all, all covered in, 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 in the long haul. But like, I have a whole section on failure mm. and a whole section on where our minds go as well 
what steps uh, a, a negative thought process can take you to arrive at some ludicrously exaggerated disaster mm-hmm. when, like, in truth, something went slightly wrong. Mm-hmm. But you just took it to the nth degree because yeah. you're so self-critical. I mean, I'm talking about myself now too. Mm. But this is not just me. This has gone through a lot of actors and producers and directors and agents and anybody else who has to make a decision that's artistic-related. It's amazing how our brains, especially when we're already beginning to circle the drain of anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. how ten- how the brains tend to magnify things. Yeah. Like, and the closer you get to that to that sinkhole, the bigger and stronger the magnification of little things. Mm-hmm. So scary. It's. I think it's like a big reason comes from the fact, as, as specifically as actors, you know, we're constantly trying to be good enough or please this person or that person. So when you do a bad audition for a casting director and completely stuff it up, the idea is that they hate me. They will never call me in for anything again. I will not be cast for any Channel 7, Channel 9 or Channel 10 show in my entire life. My career is done. Yep. Which is just untrue because casting directors (laughs) are human and they will probably forget about it eventually unless you set something on fire. Preach it, sister. Preach it. It's one of my favourite sections that I had to do on the entire resources about casting directors. I'm assuming you've gone through it since you're talking about it. Um, but like, yeah, it was one of my favorite sections just to inter- mm. interview them, read about them, find the horror stories, find out what they remember, find out what they give a shit about, mm-hmm. you know, oh, it was gold. And then once I got it out there, I'm like, oh, oh my goodness, I'm, I really hope that this is, you know, this is kosher and got it to the casting directors. It went all the way through to the Casting Guild of Australia. Oh, wow. And got this comment back on lines of, Yep. You nailed it. Perfect. <laughs> and yeah, this is one of those wanky self-promotion moments. But the point is, is that casting directors, as you said, are people too. And we we treat them money a lot of actors. And I've talked to a lot of actors who mm. have this image in their head where they're casting directors specifically are like this caco demon who just exists purely to leech off the energy of actors souls mm, like and to and and just and it waits behind their handy cam they couldn't give a shit about what's going on in front of them they're just waiting to watch you fail <laughs> and the moment you do fail they will pounce on you and they'll cackle with glee and go you stupid little actor what a horrible audition that was you've wasted my time get out and never darken my handy cam again which is all crap so, yes, in short, our brains, especially with actors and casting directors, mm-hmm. love to take things to the nth degree. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I think it's so important. One of the most important things that I've taught myself is to view casting directors on the same playing field level as you. You know, like, obviously they do a different job, but stop putting them on a pedestal. <laughs> they are literally the exact same. And having yeah. talked to them, God, that was a pop and a half, to, to, to talk to them. Sorry about that, everyone listening to this. Oh, um, we've made the fairy lights fall down. It's the ghost. I told you the ghost of the hub's a thing. Oh, told God. you. Anyway, yeah. So having talked to them, it seems that they would like to let actors know that they are 
more desperate than actors because they have to vie for jobs. They have to bid for projects. Mm -hmm. They are wanting to do a good job and it's in their interest to make you do a good job. Mm -hmm. They are totally on your side. They want you to create magic. They want you to be good, to be the face that they go, yes, and take it back to that production team, that director, and go, I told you, look at that, look at this. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, have that actor go on and smash the project and the director and the production team or the executives of the studio board come back and go, hey, you nailed that. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. Yeah. And they also love actors. Mm-hmm. They really do. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they could. I mean, who would want to be around that many actors, not me. that much, not, not me, me either. I've had to <laughs> interview so many of them. And like, don't get me wrong, I love the people I interviewed and I chose the people who I wanted to interview very carefully. They weren't yeah. just sort of just chosen willy-nilly out of just wherever. But I tell you what, it often gets you after you've done over 150 of them. Oh, yeah. Whoa. We love talking, don't we? We do, <laughs> about especially about what's wrong. <sighs> yeah. Don't worry, I do well, it I too. A I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> I'm a hypocrite and I do it too. But just having it on mass for like, you know, that amount of time, it's tough. So CDs, casting directors, mm-hmm. they love actors. They really, really Good do. Good on them, really. Good on them. So do agents, but that's a different story. Yes. Um, I think with the Australian industry, this is like such a good resource to that that you're able to get together because i think that everyone whatever job they do in the industry in australia is very giving of their mm. time and their um things to say mm. about different things which mm. is really really helpful in terms of like if you or i are in need of like getting help from someone i've never felt like oh i can't do that because that person is, you know, that that high up person and I don't want to ask them for help. Mm-hmm. I think everyone is so giving of their time in Australia, which I don't think you would get in LA or even Vancouver oh, or London no. or whatever. No. Because Everyone's it's kind of like, bam, 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 where is small. Australia? It yeah. is small. And as I said before, no one's doing it tough. Mm. Really no one is. And the, it, I, part, part of the... The marketing, the publicity, I had to make all these cold calls, which frankly just terrified me. Yeah. Not, you know, this is over Insta, over Facebook, through representation, through PR agencies of people who are just like, I treat as gods of mm-hmm. the industry. And mm-hmm. it's just terrifying. But like at the end of the day. The worst you'll get is a no. The worst you're going to get is a no. And then surprise, surprise, some get back to you and say, yeah, mm-hmm. good on you. I like this. And you go, yeah, I think that's, that's a I don't think I would get that in LA. Mm. LA doesn't have time for that. Mm. I don't know. I haven't been to LA. And LA is a a massive, massive choice to make for an act. And we have a whole section yes. devoted to it. Um, from And a lot of the content's been gleaned from people who I interviewed who are actually there, mm. living that life in the trenches. It's a massive decision. But, yeah, I think that's an Australian touch. I would hope that's an Australian touch to I just be so. like... Yeah, I'll give old mate a try. Yeah. No worries. I don't know this guy from Barso, but yeah, sure. You just reached out, you know, cold call over Insta. Yeah. Yeah, let's sort something out. Yeah, I think so, um, which is nice. I'm glad I'm in this industry. And I, I agree, LA is a big choice and it's something that um, I think 
I, I see a lot of people making these choices around me and um, it's always interesting to see why they're choosing to go overseas. Mm. And I think sometimes when they're like, Australia's just got nothing for me and I just like, I'm not getting work here and, you know, I'm just sick of this industry. So I'm going to go to LA and make it because there's so much work over there. I don't know if that's the right mentality to have. Because I'm with you, Rach, for I, multiple reasons. Yeah, I see, I, you know, I just, I think if, I think if you have the right intentions in the industry and you're clear on what you want, I think that potentially you could make it in whatever industry you're in. But, I mean, there are points in people's careers where they go, it would be a really good move to move overseas now. Which is great, I, but I just don't think that I'm frustrated with the Australian industry is the right way of going about it. There's going to be a lot of people who disagree with me and you yes. on this point. Which and is it's fine. a very polarising point mm. and a polarising topic among actor, actors. And I know this for a fact because of the huge amount of opinions on mm-hmm. this. What we've commended in the resource is that you don't want to make a decision like this at a time when like you are really frustrated or angry mm-hmm. or jilted or like mourning something or you know grief stricken for some process that has completely failed or failed project or you got to the nth degree of it, you know you know audition process and got turned down at the last second kind of thing like any kind of emotion in that situation any kind of emotional situation sorry any emotional decision towards a move of that magnitude needs to just be taken out of the, the equation. This yeah. is, it's so huge that it cannot be underestimated. You were talking visas. You were talking the mm. loss of every support framework that you could possibly have. Your, Hopefully your family, whatever partner you have, your mates, the local industry, and then the additional um, barrier as well of going over there and having all these yanks go, what the hell, man? It's nowhere for us. Why are you over here? Just, you know. Get stuff. Go back to your own country, man. There's, there's nothing for us. You've got that as well. You've got limited places where you can work, um, limited hours that you can work, and you've got to be really creative with how you talk about how you work and where you work to pay the bills in LA because it's not the cheapest place to live. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the LA mindset because you never have a bad audition in LA. In LA. <laughs> you never have a bad meeting in LA. Everything's just great and praise my goodness, you could just die a praise. <laughs> There's so much praise in LA. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's it's tough. So we what we say is it's not wrong to want to move there, but it's just one of those situations where you really owe it to yourself to do it in a way which is going to give you the best chance. So if that means springboarding off a really high profile project, that's that's a good reason. Mm-hmm. If it means that you have enough time and enough connections to make something possibly happen and do it in a way where it's not going to ruin you financially or ruin your mental health that's a good enough reason Mm, yeah it needs to be well thought out it is not a spur of the moment decision that should be made in a situation where you're incredibly emotional about something Mm. you must be very sure yeah and you need to talk to industry mentors about that kind of stuff yes it's a business decision it's a huge business decision because the actor is a brand I talk about this weird, <laughs> talk about this ridiculous dichotomy we have where you've got to treat yourself mm, as a spontaneous childlike well 
at the same time, at the very same time, get this, you're this spontaneous, emotional, childlike, artistic entity that does, responds and listens and challenges and, you know, just interacts and changes people through the, the medium of theatre or film, and at the same time you're a brand. Yeah. You're like, you're an artistic entity and a brand at the same time, which it just like couldn't be two different poles, you know, mm-hmm. the, the opposite ends of the spectrum. So I think it's almost like when you discover like what it is that you're excited and interested in, in doing in the industry, it, it's almost like you kind of feel like you're hacking the system. Like I know how to market myself because this is what I enjoy and that's what I'm good at. And I'm mm. going to put that out there kind of thing, but it takes a lot of time. It does. And you can't, it, it does take a long time, but that's good mm-hmm. as in it's, 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 I think it's good that you mentioned time as a thing that needs to actually happen the for something ball. to occur. <laughs> yes. Time is a very important thing. Unless yes. you're one of the infinitesimal few who suddenly rocket to stardom. Mm. Time is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. And people seem to think that, you know, there's only two options when I, when I leave drama school and I was one of these people, you know, either something happens and I just rocket to the top of the A-list or nothing happens. And there's nothing in between. And yeah. if nothing happens, I'm failed. I'm done. I suck. Everything has been a waste of time. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there who think like that. But there are ways to hack the system. There are ways to, to identify your archetype. There are ways to work for your agent so mm. your agent can work for you. There oh, are ways so to important. endear yourself professionally to the people who see you a lot, whether that's on a film set or the people who are auditioning you, the casting directors. There are ways to hack the system. Mm-hmm. But it takes time. And I know it's trite. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm-hmm. There we go. I've said it. Hopefully I won't say it again during this interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and but it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> if you go to thelonghaul.com.au, yeah. you will find that everything we're talking about has been explained much more eloquently. <laughs> well, this is a good place to wrap up then. Mm. So... Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, so the the website is going to be launched on Wednesday. It will be. So it will be launched at one pm mm-hmm. at the hub. It is an open invite to all industry comers. And Heck, I will be here. So. Will you really? Yeah. I oh, that's so you. good. Oh, get out. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. So Rachel will be doing a live broadcast from the launch of. Yes, that's fabulous. <laughs> Um, I can't wait to see you there and I'm very excited Mm -hmm. and obviously you'll be hearing a little bit more of this and a little bit more I think you'll be hearing more of a personal story when I launch this yes Um, so I'm really looking forward to it I'm I'm nervous it's it's, it's like the curtain's about to open on this thing yeah for sure but it's it's, yeah to make an actor analogy it's like well this is what it's come to Mm -hmm. I work real hard and this is for the people who are about to see it it's not about me they've earned it and I think they've earned it Mm-hmm. And I want it to be for them. So, good. This is just another story I'm going to tell on yeah. behalf of the tribe. I'm I'm so excited for this website to come out, and I can't wait to start putting it out there. So, um, yeah, I will I will be sharing the links um, when it comes out. Um, and yes, come along to the opening um, of on Wednesday at the Hub Studio in Chippendale, Sydney, at one p.m. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Here's so- your check. <laughs> All right, well, we shall talk to you soon.